0: Hey everyone, this is Lisa and welcome to Asana Etc, conversations about yoga. Today, me and Alex talk to Natalia from Circle.cz. We are doing a little collaboration with Circle, which is a sustainable yoga gear brand from Czech Republic. We talk about sustainability and Uh, Within the fashion industry and also a little bit within the yoga industry. And this podcast is a little bit to kick off our week of uh, collaboration with them. If you would like to check out Circle, then go ahead and head to C-I-R-C-L-L-E dot C-Z. Basically the word Circle with two L's spelled dot C-Z. And you can use the code asana ten big letters, capital letter A-S-A-N-A, one zero for 10% off anything that you buy this week. So be sure to check that offer out with them. All right, let's get into today's conversation, guys. Here is myself, Alex, and Natalia.
1: Okay, hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm Alex, uh, and I'm here with Lisa as usual. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Of course. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a special guest today, Natalia, um, with us as, as well, uh, from the brand circle. Um, so before just going any further, Natalia, can you please
2: introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me today. Uh, so, my name is Natalia, and I'm the founder of the sustainable activewear company called Circle. And I am a person who is very much into yoga. I'm a yoga teacher as well. Then, I have this company, and basically, a person that kind of follows her gut and is very much into sustainability. Awesome. Well, welcome. We're
1: very happy uh, to have you here. Um, I was uh, looking through when, we've been, when we were talking about scheduling this and everything, and I noticed that, that we've talked quite a few times before in the past, um, trying to just kind of match up schedules, and I think yeah. from a few years ago, and I'm just glad that we're finally cooperating <laughs> and, and able to do something together after all this time.
2: Yeah, finally the terms aligned. Yeah, so really great to, to have you.
1: Um. Yeah. So. Anyway. So, like you said, you have your your brand circle, and can you tell us just a little bit about about your brand, your inspiration for the brand? Mm-hmm. What exactly? Tell us
2: about yeah how you got here, mm-hmm. inspiration for your look, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it basically all started during my yoga teacher training, which I took in December two thousand eighteen. When I decided that the life I lived before wasn't really fulfilling. I was in a corporate world in luxury brand management in Paris. And I basically realized that I'm living someone else's expectations and life. So I went to Bali. um, I quit my job, said no to promotion, went to Bali. And I was kind of like in my head thinking, what am I going to do? um and yoga was super helpful because it helped me to ground myself and become more aware of how i feel uh which is why i was able to do the decision that i did and there i was thinking okay so i'm also vegan and i'm also into sustainability and because i was following all those let's say uh foreign influencers i felt like there's um not so much uh, of, let's say, strong voices uh, here in the Czech Republic, and not even brands. And I was telling, asking myself, like, what am I going to wear to my yoga classes, basically? And I realized that there is nothing I can wear, which would be uh, from a Czech company. And I can understand when it's not produced in the Czech Republic, um, because we don't have the most, let's say, developed um, supply chains here. But you can always manufacture in Europe. You don't have to go to Asia and exploit work there. So, and I found a few brands, but uh, either they were only, let's say, I'm a Czech brand, Czech design, but they didn't care about materials, um, or they were Czech brand. They cared about material, but only the main one. Let's say, okay, so if I'm wearing leggings, let's look at the, let's say, biggest material, which is what you wear, but you don't look into threats and anything else, uh, such as packaging or the overall supply chain and uh, working conditions and fair wage and stuff like that. So basically that's what sparked the idea of Circle because I wanted to create something that I wanted to wear, basically, because I couldn't find anything. Um, And so, yeah, that's how Circle was born. I got this idea. I researched where to manufacture. I researched materials and started slowly like that. And who knew that in the first year we would have um, pandemic and COVID happening but yeah you can never plan those things but you just have to go with them and yeah it's definitely testing but um, the response has been great and I see a lot of um, value and purpose in it because um, there are many brands that are being established but oh. it's A lot of them uh, are, let's say, fake sustainable brands who claim they're sustainable, but as I said, maybe they're in Asia or do any other form of greenwashing and false marketing. So I see a lot of um, value in it. Um, And definitely that's what keeps me going even in times of COVID, which are very, very testing, not only on the business level, but definitely like overall, personal, everything. And where I get inspiration from? Well, basically one of the reasons I created a brand as well is I wanted something that is timeless, that is um, not something that you like to design for a few months, let's say specific color that is trendy just now, but I wanted something that you can mix and match with previous collections. You can wear it outside of your gym as well. I didn't want to Feel like if I wear leggings, I can only wear them in a studio. I want to wear them, well. you know, because basically, I if I could, I would only live in leggings and activewear. <laughs> um, yes. So I wanted to create a design that kind of reflects that, so that when you go to a cafe, to a restaurant, and you you know put your coat on, it still looks nice and minimalistic. Definitely, and it definitely does it's beautiful um
1: like that and we know all about living in our active wear
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely
1: every day <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> mm-hmm. um to go a little bit more into that though with the look you guys mm-hmm. like it's everything you do is very beautiful and subtle but it's very mm-hmm. noticeable that it it's you're set apart from just kind of the mainstream idea of what like active wear is mm-hmm. it's not so much like sweat and ponytails and things like this but it's much more natural and you know you, you know. can see it's not like photoshop there's though there's like natural lines and creases and wrinkles mm-hmm. and all of these things it's all there and it's really it's beautiful and um Thank where was the where was the inspiration for that
2: Well, basically, it's what I would want my younger self to see when she was growing up. Because when I was younger, you know, you only saw, I'm 28, by the way, so quite a long time ago. Um, Even though I got asked recently if I'm 15, but I'm wearing the mask. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, thanks, I'm vegan. And I do yoga. Um, But basically, it's something that I'm, Yeah. Didn't see when I was growing up, I saw all those unrealistic of what I should look like. And it really, uh, like impacted me. Like when I was younger, I had an eating disorder. So, um, I really know what it can do to young people and to any woman, basically. Um, and if I want to buy something, I want to buy it because I can identify with that person. And why not show that? I don't know, you have stretch marks because it's natural. Everyone does. Why not show the clothes on people who are of different sizes, different colors as well? Because even here in the Czech Republic, we are not all white people. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's what's uh, what's definitely important for me to show real people. And even when we have the photo shoots, they always ask me, so will we have like a makeup station or should I bring something? Um, And I say, we don't do makeup stations because I want you to come and um, be as comfortable as you can be. Meaning if you want to wear makeup, wear makeup. If you want to not wear makeup, don't wear makeup. I don't care because what I want is for you to feel comfortable because that's what shows in the picture. If you wear something and you could have the prettiest makeup of all time, but if you don't feel confident and comfortable, it will show in the pictures, even in, you know, your posture and everything. So that's something that's very, very important to me. And yeah, basically because I didn't see it when I was growing up. And I think like nowadays it's, it's overdue and it's time that uh, we can show different women, different shapes, different colors, makeup, no makeup, whatever. And even with the hair, like if you want to have ponytail, have ponytail. Of course, if we do some, uh, what weights, it would be probably appropriate to have ponytail. But then, yeah, we have so many pictures of like loose hair and I don't care if they're perfect or not, because it's not about that. It's about the feeling and how you feel in the active yeah, that's uh that's the inspiration behind basically in the story.
0: <laughs> I really like that uh there's a there's one of those um uh what's it called? Marketing campaigns, I guess that you have on Facebook mm-hmm. where there's a little video of women of all sizes mm-hmm. and shapes and yeah and colors. I really like that one. It really speaks to me somehow because I think I think in our studio also we don't we're not these people that we're striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. We just want everybody to feel welcome and to feel like they can, you know, fit in in their own way and be themselves definitely, with us. Definitely. Like, and
2: that's what yoga is about, you know, it's not about perfection. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, nowadays we think that to do yoga, you have to do those crazy poses and don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I am training hard to perfect my pincha mayurasana, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that if I won't achieve and what even is perfect? Like I want to do different shapes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if I don't achieve it, it doesn't mean I don't do yoga because yoga is so much more outside of what you do and how you are off the mat. Um, mm. And yeah, even with the clothes and how you look and what you said about the campaign, what I like and what I see often is that it's not really about the body, about really how you feel in your Current body in your current state, be it physical, emotional, whatever. Because in that video you see different girls, different um, sizes, colors, and one of the most confident uh, person uh, people that I met is um, she's in this video. Her name is Natalie, and uh, she's the let's say uh, woman who is a large size. Uh, But she's so beautiful and confident and you can see it and feel it from the video that you don't even think twice that, oh, she's not your normal zero model, you know, Um, but she's so confident and you're like so drawn to her, even her energy on the set. I was like, I have some work to do on myself because I want this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a
0: really beautiful one.
1: Yeah, no, that is amazing. When when you can pull it back and and you're able to really show that too, like everything that you just explained, you can feel that in just like looking at your website, you know, or looking at your social media, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's great that there's someone like you on the market. Um, I want to ask a little bit more about your yoga. Uh, you said,
2: Yay, <laughs> let's do it!
0: You took a, a
1: training in Bali, and and you said you're, you're actively mm-hmm. teaching
2: teaching now as well or what um so yeah i did my yoga teacher training in bali and i didn't know if i would teach or not because you know after three years abroad i also moved back to the czech republic so i was like ooh, how do i start teaching um so i didn't know if i want to teach but i started going to yoga uh classes i met some teachers and through those connections i also started teaching um now I before I left so I came back now after a month in Costa Rica where I taught yoga which was really nice like yay humans not videos so, um <laughs> but before I did some uh, online classes for studios and stuff like that but nothing can really replicate the feeling of being in a group of people because that's what also draw me to yoga because when I used to do other workouts, I always wanted to be on my own because I wanted to be in my own head and I didn't want to be disturbed. And also like, if you're sweating like crazy, you don't really want to be around people or at least I don't. Um, But with yoga, I actually craved the connection because I felt I'm not judged. I'm not judged for poses. I'm not judged for my body. I'm not judged for anything. And the energy I got there is something else. And also at home, I can only do, let's say 30, 40 minute classes, but in studio, I can be there for one and a half hours. It's so different. And I think it's because of the community aspect. Um, So yeah, now I am sometimes doing online classes, but to be honest, I cannot wait for studios to open and uh, see humans again. and. And people because it's yeah it's just something else that's what I love about yoga is the community because even if people come to yoga for the physical aspect um yeah you get so much more out of it and eventually you will take yoga off your mat with you and it will be felt so yeah <laughs> that's me and yoga I definitely We we definitely know
1: how that feels the We've made it work with Zoom and it's been nice. Um, and obviously we started this whole new platform. Mm. So it's mm. a really good outlet um, in that kind of way. But yeah, nothing beats the live class and the energy and mm. the synced breathing and all of that. Yeah, exactly. It's so powerful. Yeah, so hopefully we're we're coming to that soon again.
0: I think that's what keeps us going. The thought of like the fact that people are saying this, that they can't wait to come back and practice. And we're like, okay, let's just Mm -hmm. hold on for Mm -hmm. for one more month and one more month. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And definitely like, it's so, so nice that you were able to adapt to the situation. Um, Because like, what else can you do? Right. Mm. Like uh, you either give up or adapt and maybe you'll find that, okay, we learned something from this as well. And maybe we can incorporate both, like have some part which is online but keep the offline of course as well um yeah like there's nothing else you can do than adapt even with circle we had so many issues and still have with covid because there are delays in productions there are delays in delivery of materials because even if you're in europe each country is impacted differently so some countries uh completely closed, you know, their offices for some time. So it was hard. And I wouldn't wish like having starting a business in COVID times when you're dependent on, let's say, supply chains, if if it's not completely online, um, because it sucks, yeah. <laughs> but you learn, you adapt, you perfect, and uh, yeah, that's when yoga was helping me a lot as well, in those stressful times, I was like, okay, I, I can always come back to yoga, and like, calm myself down, and ground <laughs> myself. Yeah, that's the truth, it has been, especially for
1: me, I'm sure for Lisa as well, just, uh, yeah, a rock you know something steady Hmm. it's not something that you could like let fall by the wayside through all this it's actually yeah
2: and it's like in anything in life you can always do your best and be ready for anything but at the end of the day you can only like control your reactions you can't control what's happening outside of your control which is something like the pandemic or any other situation you can only control how you react and adapt so yeah, I think yoga helps with that a lot, but it's yeah all about the mindset as well, like how you want to approach it. Either you become victim of it, or you say, "Okay, it might suck, but I'll make it work." No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: what style
2: do you do you practice? What style do you teach? Vinyasa. I'm quite an active person, so I'm my classes are quite dynamic. So dynamic vinyasa. Um, sometimes we incorporate some Pilates or animal movement into it, but always in a flow. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I like. I, I'm, I know I should be, no, I don't want to say I should be this word. I'm trying <laughs> to forget from my vocabulary that I would like to practice more of, let's say, uh, <laughs> slower yoga sometimes, because I know that's something I'm running away from. So Yesterday, for example, I did in the evening key in yoga, just like to relax myself, but that I um, do when I need to, I don't know, you know, sleep or calm myself when I want some practice and some to feel good in my body. That's where vinyasa really, really um, comes and helps me with.
0: Yeah, I think we have, we have the same Alex, right? It's like the same approach. <laughs> Yeah, this thing of just wanting it to be bigger and, and I don't know, <laughs> stronger and more and more upside and down. And I think, like, I personally strive off that, but I also yeah, know yeah. that I strive mm-hmm. off having a balance, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, And mm. with with your yoga, are you teaching online? Just are you doing your own thing? Are you doing yeah. it through a yeah, um,
2: circle or- you mean when I practice or when I teach? When, teach. when I teach so it was through a uh, yoga movement studio and Namastery, which are two studios mm-hmm. that I um, work with um, and then I also did the once a week um, zoom classes on my Instagram uh, which I want to resume now because I stopped it when I was uh, in Costa Rica so I'll see but I was also expecting like when I come back I'll go into a studio so I have to yeah. Yeah. Uh I have to like be okay with being online again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well hopefully it'll
1: come to an end soon, or at least we can do something outside. It looks like we're right on the brink of it.
2: Yeah, at least in a park or something. I think people will be happy to if the weather allows to to go out and be yeah, so in, that is
0: so park. nice. Please. <laughs> 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 and grass and, oh my God,
2: yeah i was actually talking about it with maisha last week maisha she teaches mm-hmm. at your studio we were in a park having a picnic and she was saying wow okay few more degrees and we'll be able to practice yoga in a park and i was like oh you're right that sounds yeah.
1: amazing we keep doing this too we keep looking at the forecast it's like okay next week okay next week
2: yeah
0: Close enough though
2: yeah Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah Uh, I wanted to ask to go back to to your product to Mm -hmm. your clothesline itself and talk a little bit more about sustainability you said that you produce exclusively in the Czech Republic yes what else Mm -hmm. about your product makes it um, sustainable
2: okay so um, yeah it can be uh, very difficult for people to grasp sometimes because they f- might think they're being sustainable when they are not. Um, okay, let me explain. So what sustainability is, is not only taking uh, into consideration the material, but also where it is produced, how it is produced, what, who are the people involved and are they being paid well. So in my company, we use recycled materials, uh, Some of them come from Italy, some of them come from Portugal because I didn't want to outsource anything outside of Europe for extra, you know, um, uh, basically carbon footprint of transportation. Um, So the one from Italy, it comes from regenerated ocean plastic and other textile waste Um, in Portugal. Again, they are recycling materials and uh, plastic as well. Um, So this is the main material, but then we go... Mm. more into it we have recycled threads so even the threads are from uh, recycled materials the packaging is sustainable as well meaning it's compostable the tags are from recycled uh, paper again uh, all the let's say print on it with the logo or in one of the collections where we couldn't print on it because of the stretch of the material Um, Even the text inside and the care labels are from recycled materials. And of course, then we go into the manufacturing, which means we know our suppliers. We know who manufactures our clothes. So it's made in the Czech Republic. Uh, So we know the people, we know they are paid well. We know that they don't work crazy hours, just like in Asia. They have normal breaks, basically normal working, you know, safe conditions, no no slavery in Asia. So that's something that was super important for me. And um yeah, as of now we manufacture in the Czech Republic, but I know that we will go into other countries as well. But I already know the country that it will be will be either Germany or Portugal because again manufacturing that i can verify is sustainable they have certifications i know the people are paid well and the only reason i would go to those countries is for um, the lack of technology here that we have with sportswear so we have limited um let's say availability of designs and uh, functionality that we can create here (laughs) so once i will need something let's say more advanced Um, I will have to go to other country but again I will choose based on those core principles meaning I will know whom manufactures it I know they're paid well I know they have fair wage they're not slaves Um, and yeah even uh, maybe you learn something more and bring it here because those countries that i named uh their textile industry is so developed that even the factories are are like sustainably certified and all of this which here for example we don't have uh if i want to make it sustainable i have to specifically ask them okay don't use your threads let me deliver mm-hmm. recycled threads and do it in that way um and here Things are made mostly uh, mostly in hand, whereas uh, in other countries they might be able to, you know, be more efficient, efficient with time because of uh, technology, machines, and all of that. But everything that I, um, yeah, uh, that I consider, I always look into as many details as possible. I don't want to just focus on the main material, which a lot of fast fashion brands do. Like if you go to H and M and you think you're sustainable because you're buying from there. Um, sustainable range called uh, conscious collection or something like that. That's such a greenwashing that it boils my blood seriously <laughs> every day I see it because it's just the material. It doesn't change the fact that they don't pay well their workers. It doesn't change the fact that they do 52 collections a year uh, basically, collection every year, which is unsustainable, like who needs that mm-hmm. uh, it doesn 't change the fact that yeah, their workers are paid poorly, and even during covid, they and other companies refused to pay for already created orders in Asia uh, because they knew they would have to shut stores and have extra expenses, you know, so yeah, just be careful who um, mm-hmm. who you support and if it 's as sustainable ask the company, ask twice, ask 10 times, many times, because um, using organic cotton doesn't make them sustainable. Um, It's not just about the material. It's about, okay, how many collections are they doing a year? Are they paying well their employees? How are the working conditions? How sustainable are they in other aspects? And since 2013, H&M was saying, yeah, we'll pay our workers well. Well, it still hasn't happened. So
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing though. I, I listened to a podcast, maybe it was like two years mm-hmm. ago now by this yoga girl. I don't know if you've ever followed her on Instagram, but she was talking about going through the process of creating a sustainable mm-hmm t-shirt for her brand Mm -hmm. with the print and with the threading and with everything Mm -hmm. and going all the way back down the supply chain right and it took them like a year and a half Mm -hmm. to to find the material and the people and like to get everything in line to produce this t-shirt and then in the end the t-shirt had to cost like 65 dollars or something because of people being paid enough and getting the right material that's recycled blah 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 all these things and it's very interesting to to look at that because nowadays we get all these things Mm -hmm. that are just branded right so it's branded whatever vegan and everybody's like oh it's healthy not healthy maybe you know or it's palm oil Mm full of palm oil so it's not so good for the environment or 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 the same with clothing Mm -hmm. like it's branded Sustainable, but actually it's yeah. not and it's super confusing right? it is
2: it is and it's unfortunate because as a consumer it would be so nice and helpful to just read a label and know that that's what it says but it's not the case mm-hmm. because even when we look outside of fashion like um mcdonald's doing vegan meat doesn't make it vegan sustainable company of the year you know it's just being uh, basically taking advantage of the trend um so yeah. unfortunately we as consumers have to do the due diligence and look into that but i think it's it's good as well because it like it educates us it uh, makes us ask question and yeah it makes us more knowledgeable because it's we are the ones making the decision okay we can have hundreds of choices but at the end of the day if i have to make the decision I have to be okay with the decision I make and in in order to do so I have to have the information. Which sometimes yeah it takes mm-hmm. a little bit more time. But once you get into into it, you'll be able to recognize, okay, so fast fashion brands really not sustainable at all. Like even if they say they are, no, they're not. Okay, so let's let's forget that. And even what you said about the price, it's unfortunate that people basically got used to those. Low prices and why it is unfortunate. I don't want to say that everything, nothing should be cheap, um, but okay. If you as a person, you you as well want to earn good money, you want to live well, you want to have roof over your head, you want to eat well, you want to, you know, live safely. So even you would want to be paid well for the work you're doing. So why not pay the people who are making the clothes you wear? paid well as well. So I see, you know, sometimes uh, when I was talking to some mom who was buying uh, clothes for uh, herself and her daughter in H&M, she was saying, wow, I didn't know this because actually I wouldn't support that because if I was the woman with the kid in that factory, yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. Um, And I told her, well, there are cases of women, you know, working with their children in those factories, not earning enough, being in, um, having toxic problems because of the chemicals and stuff like that. And this is not some science fiction. This is happening today. This is happening uh, with companies just like Zara, H&M, and um, all these companies. So um, sometimes it's harsh, but we need to, to realize that, okay, maybe it's not okay to buy a t-shirt for 250, uh, check crowns, um, because mm-hmm. I just know it's not made well. And also people saying that it's more expensive and I can't afford that. Okay. So maybe you can't afford a t-shirt for 500, but you can afford two, three for 250, you know, where's the economies? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we buy more and wear it less. But if you buy less and wear it longer, that's where the economy is made. So buying rather quality over quantity, of course, social media doesn't help with this uh, in a sense of, you know, mm-hmm. setting trends and how many new clothes you have to have. Um, But at the end of the day, we have the choice. And if you want to buy something, at least wear it 30 times. I always say like, Rule of 30, can you wear it at least 30 times to make it really work? Mm. So yeah, there's a lot of, let's say, information to be um, to be known about the industry, but as a consumer just thinking, okay, if I want to be paid well for the work I'm doing, um, shouldn't other people be paid well as well? Would I want this for my child maybe or for my sister, for myself, uh, such horrible working conditions? um so yeah it's it's systemic meaning the prices are set wrong and hopefully in the future we'll be able to have sustainable clothes which are um, more affordable but even now in the market companies who can afford to invest a lot and create in large quantities can really lower the price and can be very competitive in terms of the pricing so it doesn't mean that sustainable companies only have to be like those luxuriously priced companies. Even my company, we are cheaper than, for example, Alo Yoga. Yes, we are more expensive than H&M, uh, but the prices reflect the cost. And we have lower margins that most companies, uh, let's say the classic fast fashion companies have, because if we would use mm. the normal margins, we would be even more expensive. So yeah, it's Because I know some people ask, okay, well, why isn't it cheaper? Well, it cannot be because I wouldn't, in order to make it cheaper, I would have to go to Asia and I won't do that. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, give me, invest millions (laughs) of crowns in my company and I'll do so many quantities that it will be cheaper. But at the same time, I don't want to do so many you know i don't want to overproduce i always want to think of okay where is the demand and let's make it work with the demand that is there now so that we don't waste anything we don't overproduce because what will you do with textile afterwards you know yeah
1: i think it's hard you know this is our main problem with the average person or average consumer, like you were saying, mm-hmm. is, is we're just removed from these processes. We never think about it. You know, it's like, I need a tank top. I walk into a store and get a tank Yeah. Top. Same thing with our food, you know, or, or eating meat, you know, you don't think about, about what it exactly. actually is, right. It's just already packaged and there for you. So it's great to be able to raise awareness on these kinds of of issues, yeah. but you said yeah. you know what could make it easier for the average mm-hmm. um, consumer. You said that there's um, factories that are certified sustainable, or are there mm-hmm. actual yeah. um, lines yeah. that are sustainable without you know just claiming it, but some kind of authority on it, or how does it?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I would. Uh, so first, when you buy something, I would look at where you buy from. So if it's a brand that offers sustainable collection, but otherwise doesn't claim it's sustainable, that's a red flag. Probably they're just trying to, you know, uh, be on this bank wagon of of a trend. So the company itself you buy from should be all about sustainability. Meaning if you go to their website, you can clearly clearly see or find information where they are manufacturing. They state the country or city, or they mention that they pay well the employees, Um, then of course, other certifications can be found on the materials, if it's organic, fair trade or not. Um, Yeah, but as I said, it's more about not just looking at the material, start from where you buy. So I can tell you, if you go to a shopping mall, that's not where you will find your sustainable brands. So maybe, uh, yeah, look online. We have so many stores here, even in the Czech Republic, which are like multi-brand stores, just like Etik Boutique, Nila. Uh, and then you can find independent designers. So at the beginning, it's going to be like, oh, but it takes time to, you know, find the brands. But uh, once you do, it's easy to shop. And uh, yeah, you won't go back because the quality will be better. You will do something good. Um, and oh, now I just remember there is also this app called Good On You or Good For You, um, which I think collects, yeah, Good On You. Uh, it's goodonyou.eco. When you go there, they have basically uh ethical rating of fashion companies they also have an app so you can find some companies and uh, fashion brands there they are rated uh, based on how sustainable they are and of course there's no like set principles of okay this is what we call sustainable and this is what not they're not set parameters mm-hmm. but the more transparent company is the more sustainable ethical it is the more even local because even now I could find sustainable companies in Asia but it doesn't make sense to me because why would I want to bring something from Asia because of the transportation Mm -hmm. um so it's not that I just I, I say that everything in Asia is bad you can find sustainable manufacturing companies however then okay, do I want to really go there or can I take it a step further and maybe find something local? So yeah, there are many, let's say, things you can look into, but the first thing is definitely who you're buying from. Are they sustainable at a core? Because it should be the core that's sustainable. If it's just part of their business, just like, you know, McDonald's making vegan range or H&M doing conscious collection um yeah probably they're just uh benefiting uh, from a trend and even about the labels sometimes it's hard to know which labels are good or not because even just like you said about the food watching Spiracy, which by the way i was uh, crying like crazy the next day in my shower uh-huh. <laughs> about um sometimes the labeling isn't so accurate even a fair trade you know um and me not, being now in costa rica i even know that the cacao industry isn't perfect and fair trade doesn't really mean fair trade so i'm like huh uh-huh. okay again i was wearing some pink glasses i guess um but uh, yeah so look into where you buy from the companies uh, and start making local choices and even talking about prices, there are so many thrift stores. If you really cannot afford to buy less products but for higher price, go to thrift stores or, you know, there are apps where you can buy from people just uh, vinted in the Czech Republic where uh, sometimes I purchase stuff or even sell you know what i'm not using so there are so many options and even in the past uh, inherited inheriting clothes from your you know mom and uh, sisters and friends let's bring it back because it's normal and fashion comes back yeah. <laughs> well, it makes
0: mm-hmm.
1: sense. are there any brands that you um fully trust and support that are local here
2: so, I really like uh Nila for the products they bring here, so they're a multi brand store um but I also try to choose uh and not go for non vegan brands because I'm personally vegan so Nila is good uh I also buy on vinted you know the application because it's cool like if you can find some nice pieces and even if they're from uh fast fashion brands, you give them second chance at least okay if if it was produced, let's make it work and let's use it. Uh-huh. Um, and I also like uh this um German company, actually. They're called Nuin, uh, N-U slash I-N, mm-hmm. Nuin mm-hmm. Fashion. Um, it's this friends and couple who founded it i think they're like swedish german something like that and they manufacture in portugal in germany and in other sustainable uh manufacturing places and because they could invest so much you can find classic pieces for affordable prices um so this is what i look into but lately i haven't been shopping much or i mean um or if I do from sustainable companies. For me, it was more about reducing, okay, let's not hang on this t-shirt that you've had for, I don't know, seven years, never wear. Okay. So for me, it was more about, okay, let's get rid of stuff and then let's see where I can buy. But yeah, I buy on Vinted, I buy uh, at Nila, I look uh, into other online sustainable places such as uh, Nuin and Activate from my brand, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: yeah. Let's yeah. hmm. link to all of those yeah. on the show notes page. I've actually been googling a few yeah. of them now <laughs> as you've been reading. Yeah. Like, oh, let me look <laughs> at
2: this one. Yeah, yeah, and this one. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> let me know yeah. what you buy them if, if you make a purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Wear it at least thirty mm-hmm. times. <laughs>
0: uh, that's interesting. Actually, when you said that, I was like, "Damn, do I actually mm-hmm. have something in my closet?" Like of course my yoga pants I've mm-hmm. worn maybe you know mm-hmm. 300 times but um but there's definitely lots of pieces that yeah
2: usually it should be pieces like ideally mm. it would be everything but a lot of times for people it's the basics such as mm-hmm. coat you know jeans stuff like that but where where it really matters is the pieces which you see on Instagram, like, oh, she bought this and she has cool picture. I want this dress for this occasion. And I get it. I'm, I'm girl who is into like clothes kind of, or used to be much more. Now I'm like more of a hermit in that sense. But even I, for some special occasion, like to get something new, but if I'm getting something new, it's, I don't want it then to sit in my closet. You know, how can I wear it? outside of that event, let's say, if you if you have graduation or, I don't know, you go to a wedding or something. Um, so I always try to, if I buy for those special occasions, I always think of, okay, how will I be able to wear it outside of that or maybe, I don't know, give it to my friend or something, exchange? Because if not, then what's the purpose? Even like seeing something on Instagram and buying it just because I saw it, really stop before you buy and think do i really like it is it me who likes mm-hmm. it or i liked the picture you know because that's we often impulse buy and impulse decide without stopping so yeah that's why the rule of 30 is said even in the sustainable world to be like the golden yeah. standard we should aim for it's a, it's a good rule to follow do you have any mm-hmm. other little rules like
1: let's say out of outside of fashion or how you bring mm-hmm. sustainability into your personal life that you can inspire others or, or give us some small little changes yeah. that we can make in everyday life to to be more sustainable
2: sure sure so um i'm far from perfect to to say um but yeah i wear my water bottle everywhere which sometimes is painful because i cannot really wear small handbags because it doesn't fit so i'm like always with my backpack or bigger handbag um so i don't buy any plastic water bottles of course if you're in countries and traveling where you cannot really you know drink tap water that's something else uh but if you can um uh, water bottle everywhere. I even wear my uh, keep cup or other reusable cups if I want to get some tea somewhere. I don't drink coffee. So for those who drink coffee, you can even use it for your coffee. Um, And yeah, don't be afraid to ask in cafes for, okay, I'm not going to take actually your cup with the plastic top. Maybe can you pour it into my cup? Um, Which is oftentimes even more comfortable because you don't, you know, spill it on yourself. You can have those at twist and really close. Um, I am also plant-based, so vegan. So that's where a lot of sustainability aspect comes uh, into my life in that sense as well. Um, I've, I'm vegan for, I think I've been a vegan for like four years. Um, yeah. And it completely changed my life and I think brought me back to my spiritual self. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very spiritual now. Um, also I am planting some herbs and uh, growing them at home, but I'm very new to that and composting. Um, but yeah, there are so many other areas that I would recycling, of course, um, trying to buy without packaging and without plastic, but sometimes that's not an option. So if I do, um, like some salad, if I don't find it at farmer's markets, um, I make sure that I recycle it. Uh, But yeah, I'm trying to really buy locally and even now seasonally because coming from Costa Rica, um, I really got a new perspective even on what I buy. Do I really need, I don't know, so many fruits from different parts of the world or can I really benefit from local fruit? Um, I'm not saying I won't ever eat banana, but maybe not every day as I used to. Um, so yeah, just thinking more seasonally, locally, and um yeah, explore what parts of your life you are willing to make the change um in because it's always easier to start where you're more comfortable, let's say, than pushing it really. Okay, so I had to change overnight. Because changing overnight is really hard, especially in if you live in a city. <laughs> um, so yeah, just uh, take small steps, be gentle, uh, study a lot. Meaning, look at nice documentaries. There are so many on Netflix, um, and just yeah, try to um, be kind to others. I mean, I have this from yoga as well. I the, so far, the only tattoo I have and which I got last year is ahimsa on my ribs—nonviolence—and for me, it means nonviolence in communication. It means nonviolence towards myself. Um, it means nonviolence towards animals, natures, and stuff like that. So I try to see where I can still improve because there's always room for improvement. But that, simple changes like water bottle, keep cup try buy without plastic re- bring your re- reusable bag with you when you go shopping right. um and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh, amazing
1: well thank you very much um lisa do you have anything that you want to ask
0: before we say goodbye no but maybe we should add that we are actually cooperating a little bit too right Alex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <a> yes <laughs>
1: And if you wanted to share with us first, but also before we just kind of close out here, Natalia, can you tell us uh, where we can find you um, and your social media,
2: your website,
1: uh, sure. anything upcoming? So
2: my company's website is uh, circle.cz. Our Instagram is at circle.cz. My Instagram is Natalia underscore K-R-A-T-S. Sorry, my surname is super complicated, so I have to spell it. Um, And yeah, connect, let me know what you learned about sustainability, how you want to implement sustainability into your life. And yeah, I'd love to hear about it, even about your yoga journey and everything. So yeah, definitely connect.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah, so as Lisa was saying, we're going to be collaborating for this whole week. This will be the, the beginning of our week collaboration with our podcast release um so for this week if you want to buy anything with circle you can use the um, discount code asana10 uh, to get a 10 percent discount on merchandise with circle Uh, and just watch out for the rest of the week too we'll be releasing some more info on both of our sides and be hanging out all week together
0: yes we're looking forward to wearing some yoga clothes uh during the weekend and taking some pictures with these beautiful clothes (laughs) yeah all right
1: yeah so thanks guys thank you so much for joining us and thank you natalia we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us thank you for having me
0: thank you guys bye-bye Thanks again, you guys, for listening in today for today's podcast. Go ahead and head to asanaetc.com and check out our new videos that we post every week. Become a member, practice with us online. And also, of course, go ahead and head to circle.cz, circle with two L's, and use the promo code ASANA10, big capital letters, asana N A one zero for 10% off your purchases this week. It's a good deal, you guys. And yes, have a wonderful week ahead and we'll see you next week.